Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Hey, party people, welcome. And thank you for coming on into this session. You're here with me, Mystic, Cynthia Varkavisser. And today we're going to talk about dreams. This is about different types of dreams, how we can work with our dreams, how hard our dreams are working for us. And of course, to piggyback on my friend, Michelle Walters, that mind power junkie, her brilliant session, uh, number 49 of Mind Power Meets Mystic on how she uses symbols when she's doing her amazing work. So let's talk about it. I have loved dreams my whole entire life. We have all loved dreams or been powered and fueled in a certain way by dreams our whole entire lives, not just me. If you think about it, historically, you will see um, people acting upon their dreams or using them as fuel or as a trigger to get them moving forward in any kind of form. The first thing that comes to mind for me, Joan of Arc. She used her dreams to know where to send the armies and lead the armies to success, to victory, right? Um, I have two personal ones that still fuel me to this day, and they are definitely not my favorite dreams. Like I have funny dreams for days, beautiful dreams, prophetic dreams. Here are the two that I had. Uh, one ever since I was little, which is I am a an American Indian warrior and a leader. And I have taken my tribe up to the mountaintop where we can see out on this vista and it's absolutely gorgeous. And we see the fertile lands. We see all these things. And I give this amazing whoop and I send my hand out to the air with its spear. And it's just this huge whoop of triumph. And I turn around and my tribe is gone. And it still affects me at just talking about it right now. And I know what it means, which we will talk about later, 
And even though I know what it means now, it keeps unpeeling itself um, like an onion and it gets deeper and deeper for me as I go along. So it's, it's an incredible journey, these dreams. The second one was one that I absolutely loved. I had a dream that I was wearing gold and orange and I was walking up these steps and I was super excited and incredibly nervous because what I was doing felt incredibly right, but uh, socially it was wrong. And I turned around at the top of the steps and again, very similar. I saw this beautiful land, but this time the land has already been plowed and you know, I'm on top of a temple. And I get to see the orderliness and the beauty of what had been cultivated. And it's morning time and the it's a little bit cloudy, but the sun is um, allowing the clouds to dissipate. And it's a glorious, glorious morning. So those are my two dreams. And again, I still act upon that one. So one actually pushes and the other one pulls. Kind of weird. I picked that out of the uh, out of the whole lineup of dreams, and that's what I got. So funny. So let's talk about the different types of dreams, okay? We have your let's call them regular regular dreams, which is dreams of flying, like where you, you are personally flying, and a lot of people like to call that astral um, astral travel. And we'll actually talk about that if we have time um, in this episode. And if not, just know that um, you can hit me up and say, Cynthia, you know, let's go back and talk about astral travel. And I'm totally happy to do that. Uh, Then we have travel travel, where we are in an airplane or a rocket ship. We're driving a car or we're not driving a car, but we're in a car on a motorcycle, bicycle, tricycle. You get it, right? It's a travel dream. Then we have a body loss where we wake up and we've lost our teeth or we can feel our teeth, um, you know, falling out of our mouths or that we're losing our hair or that we are losing our nails. And then, then there's the reverse, right? Where all of a sudden we have this amazingly gorgeous hair and then we have incredibly strong nails and they feel like claws, just all this stuff. Then we have those scary dreams, right? Those nightmares that are, um, you know, about bleeding, um, like someone has stabbed you or shot you, or that you're on the hunt for someone or something else. So there are those scary dreams, those nightmares. Then we have the sex dreams, which I love how, I mean, I do it too. When a sex dream comes up, when I, I see that person who I had as a sex dream, that come on, it was incredibly personal. It was for myself. It doesn't have to do with sex. And yet I can't look at that person quite right in that moment, right? I mean, come on, I know that you've had that too. So just raise your hand and admit that you are one of those people. So we have sex dreams and that we have those recurring dreams. And those recurring dreams tend to be a little bit bothersome, annoying, Sometimes they're scary and they always come back and then we can fall asleep and then they come back either um, later that, you know, later in that sleep cycle or another time and years later. I had one, it was crazy. 
And it started when I was really, really little. And it continued until I was in high school and it would freak me out, even though there was nothing scary in it. All right. So those are all the different types of dreams that are regular, degular. Okay. Then we have prophetic dreams and people will come up to me and say, Cynthia, I had this prophetic dream and I always pick up my ears and I say, okay, what's it about? And as soon as they say, well, I was walking through the doors of something and I say, stop right there. That is not a prophetic dream. That is a symbolic dream. So let me tell you how prophetic dreams work. A prophetic dream is a snapshot that tells a complete picture. So there is movement in your dream, but it is incredibly short, such as um, holding a baby in your arms and knowing that it's yours or knowing whose it is and you know the gender. That is a prophetic dream. Uh, One person, I love this one. She said, it was the weirdest thing. I knew it was spring and summertime, but it really felt like it was um, fall and um, storming. And wouldn't you know it? She talked about El Nino. It was the very first El Nino that had been discussed way back. I think it was in the early 90s. So that kind of dream is prophetic. It is a very short dream. There is very little movement, but there's a whole lot of certainty and it paints a complete picture in a very short period of time. So that is a prophetic dream. As soon as you know that it's a little bit longer, someone comes into your dream, something happens. Sorry, party people. It is equally important and yet not a prophetic dream. Okay. All it means is that you got to turn on a different dictionary. You got to access a different dictionary in order to interpret that dream, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. The next thing that we have is lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming to this day freaks me out. And it's a little bit different than astral travel because you are actually someplace else. You could be living another life. You are there. It is real. You can feel these things. You are sensing the time. It is, it is just, it is just a reality that you have stepped into. And it's hard to recover when you are waking up into back into this life. So sometimes you can't speak. Sometimes you want to move and you can't. That is lucid dreaming. Okay. Now I've set those apart because we don't work in symbols when we deal with prophetic dreams or lucid dreams. Okay. When we are talking about the, I won't call them common dreams, but the regular degulars, we get to experience a whole new language and it's the language of symbols. It is a time when We are so worked up in our waking life that once we fall asleep, we actually get to relax. We unclench our butts. We get to um, open up and become more porous. I think that's the best way to say it. And yet we're not ready to access information. So we do it gently through symbology. Now, symbology is basically substituting a a word for a picture or a phrase for a picture. And 
everything is a symbol. Now, in a regular dream, you want to be really careful not to overanalyze the symbols. So what I like to do in a regular dream is as I'm retelling it for myself, I hit the highlights, meaning I don't need to know if it was a windy day. What I, what I want to remember is that the sun was green and that took notice. It, it gave me some kind of awareness. So you don't need all the, the symbols in a dream, but what you want to do is as you write your dream, um, circle the things that are important to you. And I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but let's just talk about it is a symbolic dream in which there are so many things that um, can feed you information in a much more gentle way than the harshness of waking reality in which we are taught to be led mostly by our eyes, followed by our ears, and not so much by our intuitive and emotional self. Okay. So that's what I um, want to talk about in just one moment, but let me back up and get back into what's the purpose of a dream, which is what I just said. It is a way for us to untangle something, to discover something, to get access to information in a way that we just can't access at that time during our waking life. It's a good way for us to problem solve. It's a good way to emotionally process. It's a good way for us to look at our lives from a bigger scope. And actually, it helps us get into the core of things um, in a way that we can't have our best friends tell us, right? Because we usually tell them to, you know, STFU, shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear about that. I'd rather gossip about somebody else than to take a look at my stuff, right? So this is why we have dreams. And I am just going through the basics because remember, dreams are a language of its own. So doing this uh, in one quick session is similar to getting to you to learn um, conversational uh, Spanish and then plopping you down in the rural town in Mexico and say, have at it. What I can do is give you the basics like, how much and where's the bathroom, right? So we can get down to the basics of things. And if this is interesting to you, right, we get to go into it a little bit further, which would be amazing because I love symbology. This is the way that I got into my intuitive work um, from the get. I'm a very visual person. So I got to work with symbols and it helped me connect with other people um, and, and how to do reading. So that's how I started off my readings as a baby into it. So before I go any further, I want to remind you that you're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters, the Mind Power, and me, Cynthia Varkovister, Mystic. Please like us, follow us, listen to us. We've got a lot of good shit to talk about, and we are wildly curious about so many things that we want to have you come on our journey and have a great time with us. So now let's talk about analyzing our dreams. Okay. 
going back to the regular degulars. The first thing that we want to do is we're going to talk about symbols. So Michelle in episode 49 talked about her eight symbols that she loved to use and her uh, interpretation, how she uses these as a prompt or as a vehicle to what's going on in someone's life so that they can access more information. I am so down. It was a brilliant, brilliant episode. However, sometimes um, one person will say, this is a symbol for this. And you're going to say, I just don't, I don't feel it in me. I understand. And it makes sense, but it just doesn't feel right for me. That's because the odds of someone communicating just like you, my friend, is one in 68 trillion. So if it doesn't resonate with you, it's okay. You are speaking a different dialect in the language of dreams. So calm, be calm and confidently use your definition. So here's a quick story about that. When I'm doing symbology, the first thing I like to do is pick a really universal um, symbol and let people put their own interpretation on it. So at the, um, at the beginning of one class, I had them close their eyes and I had a symbol of, the, of a dove. And I said, okay, using one word, what does, this, what does this symbolize for you? So one person said peace, another one said freedom, another one said friendship, and another person said clean. Everybody started cracking up, right? Because they're thinking of dove soap. And to me, that works because if that's what resonates for that person, then that is the symbol that they need in order for them to interpret their dreams. In Dutch, it's called punt out, which means, you know, that's it. Final answer. Um, so pick the thing that works for you. Okay. And then what you're going to do is that as you write down your dream, like I said, highlight the things that are important to you, the things that struck you. So in my dream that I used for um, that, I'm a warrior on a mountaintop. The thing that strikes me the most is no tribe is the warrior whoop with my hand in the air. Right. And of course I didn't talk about it, but how hard that climb was to the top of the mountain. So um, those are the things that I'd be working with. And if it was really sparse, then I would get into the details. Sparse meaning nothing really struck me. Then I'd say, mm, you know, when I turned around and I saw no people was, you know, um, were there trees? Was it arid? Were we in the desert? Or, you know, it's a dream. So even though I'm on a mountaintop, I can be in the desert. Was it sunny? Was it night? All that stuff. And then we can use that as your symbol. If you don't want to do the day, then I can say, what was I wearing um, to help get down into the nitty gritty of the dream? But again, you don't want to get too deep into it. You want to have enough information where you could say, okay, I can turn this into a reading or a meaty little piece of information for myself, which takes maybe five or six symbols. And then we go through each symbol. Okay. And then some people will say, well, Cynthia, what about, what about, you know, I was scared or I was lonely or I was feeling strong. 
And the answer is that, yes, that comes in two, but let's go one piece at a time, right? And so we're going to work with the symbology. So what I like to do is I take those symbols and then I write them out and then I like to marinate. And marinating is just kind of going through the descriptions or the definitions of each symbol and just kind of relaxing a little bit and letting a story emerge. All right. And that's how your dream comes to be through symbology. Okay. So here's an example. One of the things, and I'm going to use my symbols. One of the regular degulars that a lot of people like to talk about are the nightmares, because those are for me means wake up, wake up. This is something that you really need to pay attention to, which is why they're scaring you shitless. In this dream, usually someone gets stabbed or shot. So if someone stabs me and they're stabbing me in the heart, then what is it that I'm going to use? I'm going to use blood. I'm going to use heart. I'm going to use, was it a man that killed me? Was it a, you know, was it an animal? What was it? And I'm going to use those symbols. In my dream, if this was my real dream, I would say, ooh, I'm having, I'm having loss of energy in my heart, right? And it's for something personal because a knife wound is very personal, right? So there's a there's something going on in my heart. And then I need to see who was it or what was the thing that that stabbed me. And then that will help me figure out what is it that is affecting my heart chakra that's causing me to leak. All right. Does that make sense? If it does, great. Write it down and put your own bend on it. If it doesn't go, fuck that shit. But here's the thing. And fuck that shit. You automatically know what your definition is. This is the beauty of symbols, right? If you're in travel, we're going to go talk about the the things. In my uh, dream analysis, travel has to be, it has to do with the mode of how you're carrying yourself, right? If it's an airplane, that means you're taking off or you're just landing. If you're up in the air, it's, it's like, where are you in your travels? How far down are you from the reality of things, right? If you're a rocket. What are you taking off? How are you taking off? If it's a car, this is also a form of identity. So because we, everything represents self in a dream, in a regular regular dream. So are you the driver? If not, who's driving your car? Where are you? Are you in the backseat? Oh shit. Right? So, um, so this is the thing that you want to take a look at. If you're driving, are you driving downhill? Are you driving uphill? This is telling you how you are on your path. Are you in a highway? Are you on a rocky road? Are you driving off of a cliff? Right? Those are the things that you want to take a look at. Motorcycle. This has to do with balance, right? How you're carrying the load with balance, motorcycles and bicycles. So are you in control of your, you know, your motorcycle or bicycle? Are you traveling fast? Are you traveling slow? Are you handling the curves? Are you going in the straightaways? This is all about about self and how you're going through things, okay, on your path. Body loss has to do with actual energy loss. So loss of teeth, loss of hair, loss of nails. This is all about loss. Um, Bleeding is also about loss. 
Now, bleeding of loss usually has to do with chakras or the symbology of where you got stabbed. So if I got stabbed in my left shoulder, for me, the symbol of left means it's the receiving side. I'm, I'm losing energy on how I receive things. The fact it's the left side, how I shoulder things, it's probably how I receive information or receive uh, feedback. I may be taking it as criticism when really it's just honest feedback and I'm being sensitive, right? Sex dreams. Sex dreams for me means that I'm doing some kind of integration, right? So it doesn't matter if it's male or female or multiple people, it's an integration, okay? It's also fun. I mean, I have yet to have a sex dream that I did not like. Then you have the recurring dreams. The recurring dreams are just one of those things where it's like, hey, you are learning the same lesson even though it may look a little bit different. And um, an example for that is if you're dating someone and you're feeling like what one of my old babysitters used to say way back in uh, like 1994, she'd say, you know, Cynthia, I'm a loser magnet. And I'm not going to say it's a true statement, but what is true about it is that something is recurring that is attracting. So even though she's dating different people, different faces, different body types, there is a commonality that that there's an attraction to that just doesn't work for her or didn't work for her. I hope after all these years that it has. So these are the different dream types and the analysis that can happen with it. This is my analysis. Remember, take a look and say, you know, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. All right. I also encourage you to, you know, ask other people or go to a dream dictionary. My Swami mommy loved Betty Bethard's dream um, book. And she liked it because it was so damn simple and, and straightforward. It didn't have a whole lot of reading involved. So, you know, get a dictionary. If it works, great. If not, you know that you are on your way to finding your own definition. So I hope this was helpful for you. Now, we didn't talk a whole lot about prophetic dreams, but we did talk about, you know, what it is when you have a prophetic dream. If you're not sure if it is or not, let me know. I'm happy to just tell you yes, no, and congratulate you either way, because you're working with your dream regardless of type, right? Lucid dreaming, you are someplace else, my friend. That's all I need to say about that. Those are incredibly important. You'll find that in lucid dreaming, you are receiving really deep counsel. You're getting some really intense healing that you are accepting huge, huge, huge uh, downloads of information. It's very important and it's tough. And the reason it's tough is because you're going from one energetic value to another energetic value, which is your waking state. Now, let us segue to the very last type of dream that happens that I absolutely adore. And they are called waking dreams. And a waking dream is when you have something absolutely bizarre happen to you in your day or someplace in your life. You're going, what the hell is going on? 
My favorite story about a waking dream is from my friend, Sonia, when we had just met each other way back in, I think it was 1990. So she's this really cute girl, super, super excited because she just bought a Jetta and it was a new to her Volkswagen Jetta that was black. And if I remember, I had a little pinstripe and I can't remember if it was yellow or red, but it was adorable. And um, it was sporty and it was cute and it was exactly what she wanted within her price range. It was fantastic. As the months go on, she realizes that she keeps getting into these strange little tiny fender benders in which she is never the, um, the person at fault. So she gets, you know, a ding over here. Someone bumped into her back there. Someone, you know, hits this thing. And the next thing you know, her cute little car is scratched up and dinged up in all areas of the car, except for the back left quarter panel. So that's the passengers or the uh, driver's side back seat, right? And at that time, I was just getting into the um, the business of dreams and symbology. And I'm like, Sonia, that means you got shit bugging you and affecting you in all different areas, except for this one little area of your life. And it is time to, you know, work that out. I just want to remember, want to remind you that at that time, I had absolutely no um, diplomacy about it. I was very bossy. And so she's like, what the hell? And it was, it was true. Every part of her life was affecting her and really getting to her and annoying her, except for this one little piece. And so everybody has this weird piece of their lives or not a piece, a moment in their lives where something super funky happens. Mine also happens to be, um, one of my favorite ones, also happens to be a driving one or a car one, where I was driving a car that I wasn't so proud of. I was crossing the Bay Bridge from San Francisco towards Oakland. So it's the bottom level of the Oakland Bay Bridge. And I'm driving in the right-hand lane in traffic and uh, in a car that I wasn't really too fond of because why it wasn't cool looking, right? If I remember correctly, it was actually my mom and dad's car that was an ugly beige four-door, totally not cool for someone who's young and cute and hip and sassy like I was. Anyway, <clears throat> from the, you know, in the right-hand lane, as I'm hitting the halfway mark, which to me would be Treasure Island, Yerba Buena, out comes this hubcap and yes, that was before rims were a thing. There were hubcaps comes rolling across from the far left side, goes across at least four lanes, hits me right smack dab on the driver's side door. And I'm super lucky that it didn't hit the window because it was going that fast that it created a huge dent in my door. And I'm sure it could have broken the window and, and hurt me. And so that is so out of the ordinary. I have to treat it like a waking dream, right? So um, I won't do a whole bunch of breakdown, but think about during the story, what, um, what things struck you. And that's what you want to write down. And then that's what you want to interpret. Take the, take the symbols, um, write them all into one big blob, let it marinate. And just like a good soup, 
it looks like crap and feels like crap and tastes like crap in the very beginning, but it turns into something super robust if you just let it marinate for a moment or you know sit for just a moment. Okay, so this is how we interpret dreams. Um, there are again one hundred one in sixty eight trillion ways to interpret dreams. I'm giving you mine. I'm hoping that this opens it up a little bit for you so that you give yourself the space to play in this amazing world of dreams and symbology. All right. So let's do a really quick one last piece, which is how do I get myself ready for a dream? Intention, 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 and a little bit of preparation. So for me, what I like to do, if I'm interested in working with my dreams, I have my dream journal, a, a pen, and um, my glasses because I'm blind as a bat. And I say, please um, allow me to have a dream that I can interpret and help me in my waking, help me in my life. And I set it down, go to sleep. All right. And then I just start dreaming, 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 and journaling, journaling, journaling. You don't have to interpret every dream. It's just the practice of journaling, okay? If you want to set yourself up for a prophetic dream, lucid dreaming, same thing. Astral traveling, same thing. Set up the intention. Also set up the intention for safety, right? Know that you will come back from your lucid dream. Know that your prophetic dream is something that you will be able to handle in its truth. Know that if you are astral traveling, that you will come back safely and land softly into your body, okay? And again, journal, 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 because once you write it out, it becomes your truth. Otherwise, it's like maybe, I don't know, kinda. When it comes to intuition, kinda, I don't know, maybe it doesn't serve you. Faith in knowing that you have the truth totally, totally serves you. And I wish that for you so much, my friends. All right. So now you know how you set yourself up in dreams. And if it's a waking dream, basically what I do is I let life happen. And then when something strikes me, then I sit, give myself a moment and write it down and allow the message to come that way. I hope that you enjoyed learning about the different types of dreams some of the meanings of dreams, how you can analyze dreams, just one of so many different ways. And that you have so much information coming at you in sleep state, as well as waking state through symbols. Super, super exciting. Listen, I have one more thing to um, quote to you, and I'm lying. First, I want to tell you that I have um, some really cool stuff coming up, that I have a free segment that comes up every month. I will put that in the, um, in the notes. And the segment is a one-hour mastermind discussion about your um, intuitive brilliance, how you can bring it out, how you can work with it. And um, it's, a free, it's a free online class. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is that I have these uh, events coming up. And again, uh, they are a one day, two day and a four day event throughout the year. And they will also be in the show notes. 
And the last thing I want to tell you is a quote from amazing local artist who's been gone for a while, but still affects a lot of people today, Tupac Shakur, who said, reality is wrong. Dreams are for real. All right, party people. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Please like us, follow us, give us some uh, feedback. We would love to hear from you. And I hope you have an amazing day. Bye. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.